Hello, this is Kalise and this is Kalise Exists. It's Series 2, Episode 12, it's the 23rd of the 6th, 2021. I'm back, how are you doing? I'm currently nursing a Eurovision slash birthday hangover, not my birthday, my housemate. She loves Eurovision, and you know the thing where you're not really into something, but someone loves it so much, it's kind of contagious. Um... Because I remember I used to watch it when I was a kid from my sisters in the 90s, back when the UK actually won it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, Ireland dominated the 90s, right? Until they uh, got sick of uh, running it, so they stopped putting crap artists in. So yeah, I used to watch it then, but I used to fall asleep um, before them because it was back in the day when every country would read out every point they've given. So they'd still be counting it by the time they got to the next Eurovision. We give Estonia... 12 points. Italy, 10 points. Two rounds later. Motor, 4 points. Six hours later. We give uh, the United Kingdom. Fuck all. That was just the first country. <laughs> and then I got older, right? You know, in my teens. And then I was like, into that. Uh, oh, that's not good music. Uh, I'm into cool stuff. Isn't that cool, man? Right, you know, because you can't have anything that's going to make you look not cool. <laughs> oh, no, into that. I'm way better than that. Now I'm in my 30s. I can appreciate it as a kind of wonderful camp circus, basically. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, it's fine. It's naff. Because I could just make uh, smart-ass comments. I wouldn't watch it on my own because, you know, I'm not that into it. But when I'm with other people, and you know, it was fun as long as I could get drunk. That's it. Was a, basically, I take back everything I said. It was an excuse to get drunk. That's what it was. <laughs> when I, I, I bought some beers last night in the Tesco's, and uh, you know they've got that little bit by the tills, like the uh, impulse buy section. You know they got like snacks and stuff. I impulse buyed, but it was Alcazar, um, <laughs> which I always I remember when I, I used to think it was some sort of magical elixir. And I was like, oh, it's just paracetamol aspirin and caffeine like i used to think there was some magic anti-hangover drug in it you know the the magic awe of hangoverville this will cure all ailments and curses no it's just uh dissolve warm water because you probably can't swallow after <laughs> a night of 99 p sharp vodka and a gray meat based doner kebab i was obviously rooting for cyprus you know Partly uh, some sort of, you know, mild nationalism. Don't worry, I'm not going crazy. And uh, <laughs> the thing is, the Cyprus, they don't have anything, okay? They need stuff, you know? And they do surprisingly well in stuff, you know, considering it's such a small island. But, you know, they're not in a position to do anything bad with their nationalism. <laughs> you know? England wins something. As soon as they win something, it's like, yeah, fuck everyone else. It's not... Yeah, we've done well. It's like, yeah, we're better than you. We're going to come and we're going to steal you again. You're like, oh, calm down. I was like the last time uh, when England were in the last World Cup and in the semifinals. Just where I was living, there were loads of people were honking their horn, like, bah, bah, shouting, England's the best. We're England, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> they're like rolling rat there for uh, any of my listeners. Those who are 45 years old, you get that reference. Yeah, rats for England, yeah. 
Fucking hell, Clay. She's doing Roland Rat <laughs> Roland Rat impressions in 2021. Oh, I'm going to be doing satire about Woodrow Wilson next. <laughs> what is the deal with penny farthings? Cleese exists, the home of outdated references. So there was a mystery for me to solve this week. It was a Wednesday night. And all was quiet in the house. But outside I heard a rumbling. A rumbling with the bins. I thought, oh, that's odd. And then I looked outside and I, oh, looked like bins had moved, but I couldn't see anything going on. I thought, oh, it must have been next door, moving their bins. But I saw a man that called my eye. He looked up at me, surprised and startled. I, hmm. But I didn't notice what he was pushing at the time. The next day I got a message. A message from a woman. A woman from my house. She relayed to me that there had been a crime, a theft. Thievery of the f lowest form. For our wheelie bin had been stolen. <laughs> I was really annoyed. More than you probably should be. I was like, who's coming to my house? Taking my bin? Bastards. Oh, I was, don't underestimate how annoyed I was. I was also annoyed with myself. I was like, I could have stopped it. I heard it. I should have gone down and gone, oi, oh, you, your nit, Sam. That's my bin. You know, could be like classic Sweeney style, and I do a do, do a roll over the over, over some bins to pounce on him. Yeah, so I decided because I'm a nutter, I was like, right, I've got. <laughs> you know, when you move into a house and uh, the landlord uh, or you take a lot of photos so that they can charge you loads of money at the end of the year, and uh, you know, go, oh, there's a stain here that wasn't there before. So I went through those. And I found a picture from outside the house of the bins. <laughs> and I found the markings on the bins. Yes, I've been watching too much Magnum PR recently. Uh, <laughs> you know me, my, my detective fantasist brain. This I just went crazy with this. I was like, oh, I see a mark here. Oh, there's, there's some discernible marks on here. There was, there was some plastic burns on the top. From It looked like someone had put a cigarette on it before we'd moved in. So as soon as I got home, I dropped my stuff off and then I was like, that's it. I'm going, I'm going to go and find my bin and bring him home. <laughs> like some Vietnam War movie where I'm <laughs> rescuing POWs. Except this POW was a bin. So I went round the street. <laughs> yes, I realise I'm odd. I went round the street, right, scanning all the bins in the local area. Because my first thought was, oh, why our bin? Is it because we've got two bins? Is it because they weren't marked? Or is it because we're nearby? And I went down the street and I thought, oh, maybe we're the first sort of double unmarked bin next to them. But then I couldn't really, I looked around and I did see other unmarked bins who were doubles. And I was like, oh, they could get one of those. So maybe it was really close, but none of the nearby bins. None of the nearby bins, nearby bins, <laughs> nearby bins um, had marks on. Couldn't find my bin. And I, oh, what a jolly good walk. <laughs> I was going around like, why are bins? Why are been? What was it about our bin that attracted them? What what clue am I missing? Watson, we must find us we find this wheelie bin at once. <sighs> to no avail. But if you're out there, wheelie bin man, you faith. If you're out there, I'm coming for you. If you want money, I don't have it. But what I do have is a very particular grudge. And uh, <laughs> I don't know whether the accent's going particular grudge. I've got, a, I've got a very particular grudge.
Brummy, Brummy Liam Neeson. But what I do have is the ability to overreact over situations. <laughs> it's just the injustice. Any any slight injustice, oh, it gets me. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to pay for a bin that someone stole. 30 quid they want. 30 quid for a new bin. Come into my house. You take my bin. And I'm going to take more from you, Sonny. I'm going to take your wheelie bins, your recycling bins, your food bins, your gardening bins, your waste bloody paper basket. I'm taking them all, and I'm taking them back. For I am Khalees Kiriakou, bin detective. <laughs> you know, I had a thought recently, uh, and that thought was Nazis are overrated. Um, <laughs> because you get people going, and you go, oh, well, you know, if they didn't invade Poland and, uh, you know, it wasn't for um, the Holocaust, then, you know... Hitler would have been considered one of the great generals. Would he? Would he? Ah, a guy couldn't even survive twelve years. That's not an empire. And you still get young men and all. Oh, right, you're still fantasizing over. You still get people wearing the flags and doing even like, oh, they're this great force that we should that we should stick to. No, not only were they despicable monsters of people, they were also bullies. Fucking just that. Oh, oh, look, they took Belgium. They were neutral at the time. So they did. They 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 invaded countries that either. Like Czechoslovakia, kind of gave up before anything started because they just knew they couldn't compete, or had a small army. And you know, you still get the History Channel talking about, oh, this great tactical. Oh, they took over so many countries. Yeah, fucking countries where other countries were like, well, could invade them, but it's not really fair sport, is it? That's not an insult to those countries. It's more just like you know, they're small countries. They didn't need big armies. Or they couldn't afford big armies. But people still, despite all the horrible things he's done, you still get people talking about Hitler being, oh, well, he was a great, you know, was a great general. No, he wasn't. He was a poor Charlie Chaplin impersonator. <laughs> a really close. You think you're shocking the world with your, the Nazis weren't great <laughs> bit. Just saying, not only were they horrible, they were also shit. You know, people think, oh, they were horrible, but oh, look at all the things they were doing. Oh, nah, overrated. Maybe it's time the History Channel had some other things on it. The only history they seem to think ever existed was World War Two. Maybe World War One if you're lucky. Yeah, yeah, that's history. Nothing happened before, nothing's happened after. People are still obsessed with it, you know. People who weren't even there, you know, had no connections to it. They're still claiming it as their personal victory. Tom Harwood from GB News, which is the new news channel it's meant to be like fox news over here you know it's like right-wing bias news because even the bbc which you know has to be a little bit more right-wing now because they're scared of being slacked off by the tories aren't right-wing enough for them and uh you know they talk all this thing about balance and it's like oh oh you west or too much left-wing stuff oh it's bias and they're like no it's not you're not upset that it, there's it's not balanced. You're upset that it's not biased towards you. I mean, news should be in the middle. It should be in the middle. It shouldn't be either way. But if you're looking for unbiased news, mate, great bit of news is not your, is not what you're looking for. Anyway, so this guy, he uh, he posted on Twitter, for what that's worth, uh, without the UK, half these countries would not be free to perform in any song contests. Arguably, the other half wouldn't either. Their thanks... Nil points. <laughs> How deluded can you be to think that all the countries in uh, the Eurovision Song Contest should still be like, well, because of World War Two, 
we'll let you win Great Britain. Do you think every year the Eurovision, no matter how good the teams are or the countries are, the contestants are, should just go to Great Britain for World War Two every time? <laughs> it's like, well, actually, there were other countries who were involved too, mate, who are also in Europe. Uh, you know, Russia for one of them and all the other countries that were attached to the Soviet Union at the time. So what, should they get points as well? No, you don't mention that, do you? No, you're just like, oh, we should have won because of who we are. No. I thought you right-wing people were all about achievements, you know? You always talk, you right-wing guys always talk about, well, you know, if you just work hard, you would have got it. You can't just expect to be given things. Oh, well, you're expecting to be given things. It's not free market economics, is it? Could you imagine if at the end it was like, Great Britain, nil points. Italy, 1,642. And the winner is the United Kingdom. Well, you know, they stopped Rummel, didn't they? Everything someone in Europe achieves should be sent to Great Britain. If a 12-year-old if a, if a wins an egg spoon race in France, he should be forced to send that little paper certificate to Boris Johnson to put on his wall <laughs> because of... World War Two, which he wasn't involved in, even if he tries to be a bad Winston Churchill covers band. Uh, uh, will uh, will we fight them on the on the beaches and uh, will uh, some other places? Uh, maybe maybe streets and uh, maybe uh, brothels and uh, other places where I collect cocaine. Here's the thing about the right wing: they're always complaining about not getting enough. You know, they're like, oh, not being listened to. Oh, yes, us white men, we're not going to be listened to anymore. You know, as I say on my, you know, national radio show. <laughs> it's a concern, though, because, you know, they're fighting for more right-wing comedy and right-wing uh, television on the BBC. Um, and they'll probably get it. Even though the BBC have said they've been looking for right-wing comedians for, for years, but they can't find any funny ones. That's why Jeff Norcott was on, like, everything. Like, the Now Show... Um, I think he was on Havoc on this for you, was he? He was just, basically they were like, ah, we need a right wing on. Uh, Jeff Norcott is the only one who's remotely a bit funny. And he's not completely, you know, Jim Davison right wing. But you're not going to find, you're not going to find any right wing channel or news station or media outlet who are going to make space for the left in order to be balanced. You're not going to find it. And you might find the left giving right side and they are there eventually because they are they do feel the need to be balanced and don't worry i'm not some big left or right you know you know me i don't want to attach to any of that bollocks but this whole oh they're not enough comedians and it's like well it's like well maybe you just aren't funny maybe your side and your beliefs just aren't don't come from the same source they don't come from the source of humor there are some good right-wing comedians, don't get me wrong. Nick DiPaolo, I think, is hilarious. And, um, you know, I don't like his, poli his politics at all. However, um, Another Since of Kling is one of the greatest comedy albums of all time, in my opinion. But, don't get me wrong, the right-wing will try and just take in anything and everything. And there's all this talk of, you know, woke culture, oh, it's, uh, woke, woke culture's taking over everything. And it's like, yeah, but you have all the governments. <laughs> Just hate this constant whinging of like, oh, there's a one black person on TV. You can't be white anymore. It's like, oh, what? Because there's one person, 
And the fact that you're so shocked just by seeing a black person in a row on a thing shows how unequal everything is. Because if it was equal, like you pretend it still is, you'd see a black person doing be like, oh, you know, see that all the time. Then you see one, you go, oh my God, they've got everything. Apart from, you know, 99% of everything else. Conservative MPs, for example, are trying to push Alexi Sale out of the BBC. I mean, they're about 40 years too late. <laughs> it's like, it's not, he's not even on TV anymore. He's got a Radio 4 show. What's next? Are you going to campaign to cancel the young ones and the new statesmen? And then they all complain about cancel culture. It's like, you're doing it yourself. If he really thinks it's a bad thing, you've got to be, you've got to be against it on both sides. And that's not even... You know, there's people who they say, oh, I've been cancelled. And it's just because they've done something horrible. They've done some sort of horrible sex act that have been getting away from years. And like, oh, it's cancel culture. You should be able to commit crimes and still have a TV show. But with this, it's like, oh, what? Yeah, he's, he's left-wing. He's the only sort of socialist left on, on anything, really. You know, him and Mark Steele, they're probably, you know, in the few actually like left-wing people. Even in the Conservatives talk about, ah, all the comedians on the BBC, they're all left-wing. You're like... No, they're not. They're just sort of youngish. <laughs> they're just sort of youngish. None of them really care about politics. We think Jack Whitehall is some left-wing bastion. No, he's a posh, coked-up prick. You should be trying to recruit him for the Conservative Party. But that's the Conservative view, isn't it? Oh, there's left-wing comedians everywhere. I can't, I can't move for left-wing comedians. I've got left-wing comedians coming out my eyes and ears. I went, I went to go to bed last night, right? Put my pyjamas on. I couldn't. There was a left-wing comedian in him. Oh, I was outraged. I took him off. I went, oh, I'm going to put him in a wash, trying to wash out the left-wing comedian. Right? So I went upstairs. So I just got into bed without my pyjamas on. Well, there was four left-wing comedians in there. Yeah. And, and they took the pillows. So I thought, I'd go downstairs, have a nice cup, cup of tea, right? Put a tea bag in the teapot, right? Couldn't know, could I? Why? Because there was another left-wing comedian in the teapot. What sort of country is it if I can't have a cup of tea without getting bits of left-wing comedian in it? Oh, I had to put in two extra sugars just to get the taste of Mark Thomas out of my mouth. Beware, missus. But here's the problem, though, is the left wing are just awful. And I don't mean, like, for their views. They just, just can't work together. They just can't work together. The right wing will. They'll be like, well, OK, uh, let's be united over our racism, right? And we'll step over all our other sort of views. We'll just concentrate on that, right? At least we'll be in power. The left wing will be like, no! No, 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 I'm a better left-wing person than you. No, I'm a better left-wing person than you. It's literally the Monty Python life of Brian. It's the, are you the Judean people's front? Fuck off. We're the people's front of Judea. The only people we hate more than the Romans are the Judean people's front. And the Judean popular people's front. Splitters. Now Keir Starmer's uh, popularity is, is waning, which happened very quickly. You know, I find funny, you still get these people going, oh yeah, but what we need, we need a old school Tony Blair, we need a we need a new Labour Labour leader. And you're like, wasn't that that was what Keir Starmer was meant to be? He was meant to be the new Labour guy. And they talk about Keir Starmer being too woke, and I'm like, what? I'm like, oh yeah, Labour is too woke. Is it? They they can't they can't even stop anti-Semitism. Is that woke? Yeah, yeah, Keir Starmer's hardly walking around with Black Lives Matter t-shirts on. And they asked him about it. It was like, uh, uh, well, uh, it's um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's of the moment. I mean, uh, of the movement. Uh, movement. Oh, I don't know. Although his idea of oh, we're losing 
our northern Labour heartlands. You know what we we'll do? I'll sack all the northern women. That will really, that will really help. Oh, this boat is sinking. Quick, turn all the taps on. Get that fire hose. We've got to fill this boat of water before it sinks. So to get away from politics, because, ah, oh, fuck it. <laughs> the University College London has been developing a additional prosthetic thumb that you could operate with your feet. <laughs> right? They say it looks like it works. They've tried it on, I don't know, 36 people, something like that. It's wrapped around their hand. It's on, like, basically, it's underneath your little finger. So you have double thumbs. So it's not a replacement thumb. Um, although I imagine it would be able to do that, you know, if you've pissed off too many bookies or you owe the mob money. I mean, it would lose that threat, wouldn't it? Be like, hey, if you don't pee, Big Janny's going to take your thumbs. Oh, don't worry, mate. I've got, I got loads of thumbs. I've got prosthetic thumbs all over my body. But they said it confuses your brain because your brain's like, what the fuck am I moving? Am I moving your, your feet or this weird extra thumb? Well, you, you never had an, another thumb before. What's going on, mate? Can't just add limbs on the brain here. I'm the one after all the hard work. You you add one, you add an extra thumb. The rest of your body's gonna want extra bits. Your belly's gonna be like, oh, well, I want an extra navel then, right? You gonna be able to supply that? No, you won't, right? It's like kids. You can't give one toy without the other. So if we want an extra thumb, we're gonna have to have four more years as well. But my fear is, what if these prosthetic thumbs get in the hands of the enemy? I'm not talking about Russia or China or even Paul Hollywood. I'm talking about the animals, right? Because the opposable thumbs, they've always said, that's what puts us ahead. So we have opposable thumbs, we can build things, med things. Oh, that's the old days. Now with opposable thumbs, we can hold iPhones and tablets and, <laughs> and play online Scrabble until four in the morning while watching TikTok videos of people lip syncing all day. What if, you know, if dolphins get hold of these prophetic thumbs, right? And they can finally they can grab hold of fish, <laughs> grab hold of boats, and pull them down to the water. Well, monkeys, this is what monkeys need to finally become us, right? Maybe what they don't know is they're about to start Planet of the Apes. Yeah, Charlton Heston isn't here to save us now, although he didn't do much good in the first place, did he? He didn't really do anything in that movie. He just, it's him going around going, ah, this is all awful. And then the end, he's like, ah, I was there for long. It's just him having a bad time. That's what that film is. <laughs> He doesn't turn back time or anything. Nah, it's just, that was a little cry on the beach. I'm sorry to say I'm still behind with Honeywell's Odyssey. I want to get back on track um, because it's a, it's a nice way for me to pay tribute to my brother Nikos. I will continue to mention it on the show. So that will be coming back. But, you know, I'm just amazed I've managed to do three in a row. <laughs> so, you know, tell your friends, share it about. It's um, every Sunday. It's going to be every Sunday. I'm in a place where I feel like I'm ready to keep this thing regular, I hope. I've got a bit of a surprise coming, I hope, in September. It's going to be good. It's comedy related. I'm not going to tell you yet. But all going well, you know, try and keep some, some Thursdays open in September, right? For real, if you're in London, for real life comedy. Okay? I've, I've said enough. I've said enough. So look, enjoy the rest of your evenings as much as you can and try and forget that you're going to work tomorrow <laughs> i've got to do ironing oh <laughs> please don't make me do the ironing not me i don't iron. i just i sit on them i just <laughs> just sit on my shirts and i drag my butt across them like a dog with with worms and uh that's how i straighten my shirts <laughs> it's been fun share the love share the show 
Look after yourselves, all right? Don't let the bastards grind you down. And let's do this again sometime. <laughs>